So a horse walks into the bar, <laughs> and the bartender says, why the long face? That's literally this office all day. Hey, hey. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. It's the Steve Maraboli podcast. How's everybody doing? Hey, hey, hey. So it's super nice out, right? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Got a little snow. It's freezing. Winter wonderland out there. It it is. March. March 1st. (laughs) It is freezing at 80 degrees. 80 degrees other places. Not, not here, here. <laughs> not here. But uh, thanks again for for you two for having this ready and and being ready to do a show. And thank you to everybody out there who listens, who shares, who sends feedback. I see. I, I don't see the email so much as as you two do, but I definitely see the messages on social media. So thank you so much for sharing and for uh, making this show what it is. It's growing and and a, a lot more people being introduced to my stuff. It's so interesting to me how. We have been doing this for so long that people are still like, oh, I've never seen your stuff before. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like saying, you have seen my stuff just without my name on it or with someone yeah. else's name on yeah. it because that happens a bunch. I know that's your yeah. favorite stuff. But uh, it's always great to, to have new listeners, new readers. Mm-hmm. It's always great to have you. So thank you so much, everybody, for sharing. Thank you for uh, leaving a five-star rating. That's how other people find us. Not only sharing on social media, but just your rating uh, gets us noticed, on whether it's a, in the marketplace of uh, Apple or Microsoft or wherever it is. Uh, if you give us a five-star rating, it suggests the podcast to other people. And since I didn't put this in a like self-help kind of section, because I, I just don't like that, I put it in entertainment, mm-hmm. so we're competing with a lot of shows. Like it's, it's so I, I don't, uh, so I really appreciate you giving us those five star ratings. So what do we got going on today? We got a lot of great stuff going on today. I can't see my papers over yeah, the microphone. That the microphone's <laughs> huge. <laughs> so oh, I want to say it's uh, Women's History Month. Welcome, welcome. Wow, it's March already? It's March. What? Not not to date the show, but... You wouldn't know it from looking outside, but... Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Women's History Month. Awesome. Yeah, so that's exciting. We have a lot of... Oh, we have so many great quotes. Yeah. Empowering women... Empowering women quotes. I really loved... you, you You put up a post the other day about an email you got from a middle school... A middle school girl. Yeah, I do remember that. As so it was about like being feeling like an outcast and kind yeah. of feeling uh, uh, weird, that kind of thing. Yeah, you want me to read what what you wrote because I feel like people should read this. It's really yeah, yeah. Go okay, ahead, please. You wrote, "I got a heartfelt email from a reader in middle school who is struggling to fit in. She feels like an outcast, and some people think she's weird. Well, I have been weird my whole life. Legit." Cheers to the weird. Although it sometimes feels lonely, you are in great company. No normal people find themselves in history books. No normal people change the world. So get comfortable being weird and embrace the loneliness of unapologetic determination. Yeah, I love that. I think that, and that's the one I I quoted Superman, right? Yeah. Where it's uh, Superman, a quote of Superman is, uh, you will be different. Sometimes you will feel like an outcast, 
but you will never be alone. And and that that is true. So this one was this posted. This was the one posted with uh, me at various stages in my life wearing a Superman. Yeah, shirt. <laughs> I, yeah. I like. I, I remember that. Um, and how great uh, that picture of me as a kid. So I think cute. it's by Niagara <laughs> Falls uh, mm. in upstate New York. And and yeah, there it is. And you see, wh- what do you think? That the only thing Aww. I see in that in that collage <laughs> is my mom holding my hand. My mom's hand there holding mine. And uh, that's my favorite picture, uh, part of that picture. But yeah, it's, I guess I must have always liked Superman. And yeah. And don't I have that one picture of me as a as as there's there's one I remember seeing of me, uh, Chris. It won't. I don't know that it's going to be on all social media, but there's one of me that like I'm by a King Kong poster. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I and I just remember that because it's like knowing how my mom was knowing that I probably saw that poster of King Kong on like the Empire State Building, you know, mm-hmm. beating his chest or whatever. And I probably said, and here I am like three years old in this picture, right? About yeah. three years mm-hmm. old. Three. And it's, I probably said, look, mom, I'm King Kong. And she, her her reaction would have been, yeah, you are. Get up there next to that poster and pose. You know, Aww. beat your chest pose. Mm-hmm. I got to find that picture and share it with everybody. But uh, yeah, so I, I love that picture, and I love the idea of of letting people know that yeah, weird. I I used to want to fit in. You know, I I did when you you growing up. You you wanted to fit in, but but I'm glad that I didn't because it is the weird people who make the history books. It is the weird people who. You know, when someone wants to go discover unknown lands, that's weird, man. Yeah. Like, that's weird when somebody wants to uh, cure, create a cure for complete strangers. That's mm-hmm. weird when somebody wants to to be the first anything. It's what you said. It's Women's History Month. The first women to dot, dot, dot. Those are weird because yeah. most of the people are going to be, oh, don't make waves. <laughs> Just be complacent. It's the way yeah. it's always been. You know, they'll try and talk you out of it. It's always those outliers, the weirdos who change the world. It's the weirdos who, who find themselves in the history books. So, yeah, when, when, a, when a teen, and we've all been teens, yeah. we all know how it is to feel weird and to feel different than everybody else. And, and, and so when they reach out, yeah, I'm going to say, celebrate the weird and cheers to the weird because the people who I get to be with uh, a lot of the time I spend with the people who are the movers and shakers of this world whether in government or or corporate leaders or uh, organization leaders that are changing the world um the people who run those those people who built those those visionaries those people who are literally shaping our experience of this world they are all so weird. Yeah. They really are mm-hmm. weird. And if you think of that endeavor where most people are just trying to get through their day and, and the endeavor of people who said, I want to change the world. I want to protect mm-hmm. animals. I want to, you know, uh, get healthier food. I want better school uh, food in our school programs. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, better college opportunities. I want like all these things. While everyone else is just trying to grab a cup of coffee, yeah. those are the weirdos, and and so and even even in a smaller sense, in the smaller sense that that isn't so globe changing, but it, within your community or within your family, I you know I our family has always been as like like you, Steph, like mm-hmm. 
our family has always been this, but but I'm going to be the one who who gets out and changes yeah. and and puts my lineage in a different direction. Those yeah. are the weirdos, mm -hmm. and those so so for all of you out there who do feel weird, who 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 haven't yet come to embrace the weird, trust me, the the people out there who are for me the most fun, for me the most inspirational, for me the most important in our community are the weirdos <laughs> the ones like the ones like me who are who are weird enough to want to change the world and i think that uh that that's really important so thanks for bringing yeah. that up yep. and thanks for popping that up chris that's a that's a great picture that's niagara falls how, how old do you think i am in that picture maybe like four yeah you look about four gotcha. about three or four about, yeah yeah, three or four years old. Look at the old the old way where it's just a little railing that's up She's to a that's up to a four year old's waist. Out. Yeah, it's up to a four year old's waist. Yeah. I, I imagine it's it's probably a little more protected now. That's that's at a time where where it was just like, oh, you want to dangle your kid over the over the falls, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was that was pre selfies now. Someone would oh, stand in that man. same spot and try to get the best selfie and oh, fall in. People fall in. die all the time. Yeah, I, I read an article selfie. about like how many people die a year trying to get like epic selfies and for, like, fall off a cliff. It's or a lot. There's for what? These cliffs in for Ireland. The dopamine for hit of social media. Yeah. To show their friends. Oh, and I got. Can I tell you how how was it last week's show that I I really went in on the social media stuff? Yeah. Uh, yes. I got so much positive feedback. Like, like privately. So <laughs> it's not that they were posting it in the public for the public to mm -hmm. see, but a lot of just private messages like, wow, yes. I got a couple of people who were like, how dare you? I dare. That's what I do. <laughs> like, it's literally what I do. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it's uh, so many messages like, oh, I have to look at myself. I have to look at this. I, I, I am. You know, I am, maybe I am this. And mm -hmm. and that's what I think the most important thing is. The, the the point of that wasn't that that I'm that I'm better or that other people are better, is that that we all could be better and that we we share. And most of the stuff I share isn't because I've this enlightened being. It's because I have I don't half ass anything. So I a hundred percent everything. So I have made exceptional mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like epic of epic proportions mistakes like so when i do it i do it but i come out <laughs> on the other end with these emotional scars that everyone sees as my writing and my mm -hmm. thoughts they're what everyone else calls wisdom is really just emotional scars that i'm that i'm understanding and understanding enough to pass along and sometimes even just reminding myself reminding myself to be in that moment and to not to not be performing and, and that kind of stuff, to just be a, a person on earth and, and in that moment. So, um, and, and giving those gauges of saying, okay, how would you feel if, you know, if the other person was doing this? How would you feel if your doctor was staring at their phone while you're trying to tell them something? How would you feel mm -hmm. if, you know, those type of things? It helps us put it in perspective or saying, okay, if you want to prove me wrong, Put your phone down and give the other person you're with your attention. Pay attention to them, listen to them, hear them, and have an actual conversation with them without staring at your phone. And tell me if that doesn't work. But I didn't get one message where it said, "Yeah, I did that and it sucked." Yeah. Like it turns out, mm -hmm. turns out ignoring somebody's better. Right. So, so, it, so we we'll, we'll keep at that. And and so thank you everybody for. I want your feedback. I I love 
learning new things. I love being mm-hmm. proven in that sense, proven wrong about stuff. So I love your feedback, even if you if you love it, if you didn't like it, then then tell me. Even if it's like sometimes when people are like, I disagree with you. Great, but just tell me why. Like yeah. that that your opinion doesn't matter to me. I want to know like why. Help me under help me see it in the way mm-hmm. you see it. Like your opinion, I'm mad at you. That that like I can't express mm-hmm. to you enough how I nothing that. Like that doesn't mean your your emotional reaction isn't important to me. Your response is important to me. So I'm mad at you because I feel you were short-sighted here, X, Y, Z. Oh, wow. Okay, I could see why you're mad. And no, I don't see it that way, but I could see why you're mad. Mm-hmm. Or, wow, I do. I didn't see it that way. Wow, you're right. That was short-sighted of me. I have no problem doing that, but I'm, I'm mad at you or something like that. That's... Save that for whoever the hell you have in your life who, yeah. <laughs> who that makes, uh, that matters. Yeah. I'm not that person. But I definitely, uh, I love feedback, interaction. I hope all of you, based on your, your responses, I think you do like that I, that I am trying to keep in touch with all the messages we get on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm responding with audio. And some of you are pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Um, that I'm responding with audio and I'm doing it and I appreciate your messages and keep asking questions, sharing information, and more importantly, let other people know that we're out here and we're the real deal, man. The real deal. <laughs> I, I want to keep talking about uh, empowering empowering women, empowering this little girl, but I want to bring up something going back to what you were just talking about, the uh, different perspectives. So, the key to happiness to do kind things for others. The key to miseries is to expect them to be grateful. It was kind of the the topic of of last of, show. Of last right. show. So Kelly on Facebook says, "Well, I don't understand the concept of not having expectations. When we have hope, isn't that an expectation? When we have goals, aren't they expectations? I have expectations." Sure. Sure. And hope is exactly that, an expectation. And how many people become heartbroken of that? My, my point isn't to have expectation, uh, to not have expectation. I guess, I guess we're, we're talking about the ways that different words are used. So mm-hmm. that's a great question, Kelly. So here's the thing about what you have goals. That's an expectation. Yeah, that's, that's a behavioral expectation. So you're going to say, I'm going to, let's take, let's take uh, weight loss, right? So you're going to say, my goal is to lose 10 pounds by next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this. for. So that's your goal. That's your expectation. Now, to, to meet that goal, you're going to expect a certain behavior of yourself, which is diet and exercise, or it should be diet mm-hmm. and exercise, right? And so while you're dieting and exercising, you will be happy that you're following your expectation of diet and exercise. Where you might get frustrated is where you take it out of your behavior, which is 10 pounds. Because you might follow the expectation of diet and exercise and you're fighting those cravings and you're doing your best, which is beautiful and it feels amazing. But when you get on the scale and you've lost seven pounds, to something you don't control, your 
physiology. Hmm. You don't control that. So you're like, oh, this shit doesn't work. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not. When you said it that way, no, it may not work. You might get on there and lose 13 pounds. Mm-hmm. You don't, I don't know. Neither do you. So for me, the expectation that we were talking about, so again, when you, you want to be happy, do good things for others, mm-hmm. you want to be miserable, expect them to be grateful. So to remove the expectation of things you don't control. That was the the topic. And that that might have that that might have sometimes when we're listening to something, we hear again, this is a confirmation bias. So we hear what we disagree with or what we're curious about. And and in pondering that, we f- aren't listening to the rest of it. Yeah. So really what I was talking about, I would think I went through about having less targets to hit mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So expectation of other people's behavior, expectation of things we don't control. That's where we set ourselves up. It doesn't mean you're going to be miserable, but it's where we set ourselves up for misery. If I'm nice to somebody every day, that is fantastic and it does make me feel good. If I expect them to be nice back to me and they are, that's fantastic. But if they're not, that's where I get hurt. And the hurt isn't in their behavior. It is in my expectation of their behavior. And that's what I'm pointing out to. So, so yes, goals are expectations. And if you set up goals for outside behaviors, you are, you are putting yourself at greater risk to fall short than if you set up goals to your own personal behavior, if that makes sense, Kelly. So it's it's you do have expectations. And as long as you keep them to yourself, about yourself, about things you control, which is hard enough, by mm. the way. Yeah. That's, for me, the most, first of all, the most enriching. And it, does, it doesn't set yourself up for, uh, for failure. And, and hope isn't an expectation as much as it is hope. You know, hope is hope. Like hope is I hope this happens and you're, you're kind of, Hope comes along with some sort of universal, please, <laughs> you know, because you know you don't control it. So when things don't happen, yeah, hope is lost and you feel like, oh, it let down. And you, it doesn't mean you stop hoping. Uh, but, yeah, when you treat hope as an expectation, then, yeah, that's, that, that'll, that'll set you up for, for some disappointment. For me, it's, it's always going to be the, the art of expecting yourself to perform in other words taking control on things in life that we actually have some control over which when you think about it the the burden that we carry most of the time kelly is things we don't control that's why we go crazy but when you think about how much you actually control in this life and then focus on that number one you realize that's hard enough can't believe i was trying to control anything else Controlling myself is talking about cravings and habits and bad habits and good habits and changing habits and schedules and mindset and all these things that we do have a say over. That's hard enough. Then trying to get somebody else to behave in that way is, is, again, we know what that is. It's the reason why therapists will always have a job. (laughs) It's the reasons why the self-help industry Mm -hmm. people will always be buying books that like, Mm -hmm. well, if I, where I fell short was here. (laughs) No, where it is, is that we have unhealthy attachments to things we don't control. And that's what I'm talking about in expectation. 
unhealthy attachments to things we don't control. And so I think that's really important to to uh, to point out. So, Kelly, if you had the question, chances are most other people did as well or some other people did as well anyway. And so I'm happy to to answer it. Hopefully that helped. Do you think that helps? Yeah, I think that helped. I, I've seen that written that that question written before. Uh, like, how do I go without expectation? Yeah, is an expectation. Right. And, and I don't think that it, like it's not that you're going without it. It's with the understanding that you don't control something. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I'm not trying to make you a robot. We're not robots. Mm-hmm. So it's not that when I'm kind to people or I hold the door open for them or I'm, you know, endlessly generous to them or I'm loving to them or caring for them. It's not that it doesn't. I don't wish they would be nicer about it or grateful about it. Or it's not that I don't wish that. It's that I don't put all my eggs in that basket like I used to. Mm-hmm. I don't let it ruin my day like yeah. I used to. I just realize I don't control that. I don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that the best version of me holds this door open. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes people are like, oh, thank you. And other times people are like say nothing. Sometimes people look annoyed. Whatever it is, I, I, don't, I don't know what they're going through, and I will never know what they're going through. I just going to be the best version of myself. Yeah. So it's not that you you erase expectation as much as it is that you give it the weight it should have. And I think that's where where we go wrong in in some of our thinking. We we put our we put so much weight into things that we shouldn't. And this is again, I sound like a broken record for those of you who understand that expression. <laughs> I sound like a broken record repeating myself be, when I talk about the the issue of the guru genre yeah you know where we're listening to unhappy people tell us how to be happy yeah. Yeah. we're listening to unsuccessful people tell us how to be successful we're listening to that kind of stuff and and, and it's we're putting so much weight to it but they don't you, we shouldn't or we're listening to our miserable friend give us dating advice mm-hmm. right and and so because they're your friend i've been my friend forever so but we give it so much weight you can love them and not give them so much weight to it you know it's 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 i love m- my corporate team but i don't give as much weight about finances to the uh, to the graphic designer mm-hmm. as i do to the accountant right right and and the accountant may have a graphic design input and i won't give it as much weight as i would the graphic right. designer and we know this in business we need to think about it within ourselves and within our our non-business our personal surroundings so i think that certain expectations kelly of course you'll always have it's really about managing the weight you give that expectation okay if I don't lose 10 pounds, this failed. You're in trouble. Because chances are you're going to drop some pounds and your body's going to plateau and adjust because it's a body. Mm-hmm. It's going to plateau and adjust and it's not going to let you get to where you wanted to get to. And you're going to say, this doesn't work. But it did work. But okay. instead, if you say, I'm going to change my lifestyle. Instead of, instead of losing the weight, I'm going to lose the mindset and lifestyle that got me to where I am and an unhealthy weight and feeling unhealthy. I'm going to change the way I eat. And if you take it a little healthy way and understand, okay, it took me 30 years to get here. I'll give it more than a week and a half to get <laughs> out of here, right? So you, when, you, when you look at it more rationally that way and say, okay, well, let me just let me get through today. 
fighting cravings and doing a little exercise. Even if I walk a block more than I walked yesterday, I, I made an advancement. And taking that route, you'll lose not only those 10 pounds, you'll lose every extra little pound you had. It may not happen in a week and a half. It may happen in six months, but it's going to happen and it's going to stay off because you lost the lifestyle and mindset that got you there. You're, you're not overweight or unhealthy because of food. You are overweight and unhealthy because of a lifestyle and a mindset. Right. That led you there. That's <laughs> you know, and so so when 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 we when we look at that again with the expectation thing, it's about just managing expectations and saying, Okay, I'll let me be my best. Wow, that person was rude and that does hurt my feelings, mm -hmm. but it's it's not going to ruin my day. You yeah. should be nice to me. You should be kind to me. Even more brutal. You should be faithful to me. Yeah, maybe that's true. But when you learn how to control other people like that, teach me. Teach everyone else. Write a book. Because nobody knows how to do that. The, the whole, there's entire industries that exist because we don't know how to do that. But we are, what we are learning about ourselves is that we do have some control over ourselves and that is a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. So manage sure. that. Yeah. And that pain comes from not accepting reality. That arguing with reality. You're arguing right. with reality. There's that pain there. And you already know what to do to lose weight, be healthy. You already know those kinds of things. You yeah, it's just know. the expectations of those things. And again, we can go back to social media. We can go yeah. back to marketing because marketing, you'll never see a TV commercial or, or an online commercial that says... Uh, Hey, mindset, let's do this. It, uh, even if it's like a, a lifestyle program, like a Weight Watchers kind of program mm -hmm. that they've, they've kind of switched to to lifestyle because like, they know that's how you're going to keep it off. Um, they'll say, lose 18 pounds in the first six weeks or your money back. Like They, they always yeah. put some – because it's marketing gimmick, and I understand why they have to do that, but where that hurts the conscious, the collective consciousness of society – is that you hear these things. You can lose this many pounds in this week. And you can. It's just not a healthy way to do it. And it's not a way that you're going to remain that way. I, I mean, I wish, I wish, you know how like there's always those, um, those warnings and you have to say, oh, if you take this pill, you have to also say the side effects and all that yeah. stuff. I wish some of that has to had to do with some of the TV shows that come on. So like when they have sh shows where you, you a bunch of people lose a lot of weight mm -hmm. in a matter of weeks or whatever, mm -hmm. I wish they should they had to say, and maybe they do, maybe there's some fine print somewhere, maybe there's something said, because I don't really watch them, but I read about them pretty often, um, where it's like if they just told, okay, what you're watching is a lot of people lose a lot of weight successfully. However... After the filming of this, 99% of them gained what they lost plus mm -hmm. more back. It's horrible. And so yeah. it, I wish yeah. they told that, whereas where I'm telling you, it's and I've lived it myself. Mm -hmm. when, when, I, when I endeavored to change my lifestyle, I, I didn't put a number on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I practice what I preach in that sense where I didn't put a number on it. I said, I just got to eat healthier. I can't. Yeah. I gotta. And, and for a long time, my struggle was just evading bad habits it wasn't even going towards the towards the yeah. good habits yet it was like evading the bad ones because it's not again it's not the food i can't stress this enough what i've learned in my opinion it is not the food that made you unhealthy it's not the food that made you overweight 
It is the lifestyle and the mindset that made you unhealthy and overweight. Because it wasn't the food. It was the fact that on my way home or on my way through here or this airport, I know every airport by what food they have. (laughs) And so because I travel so much, like, oh, that place has a Quiznos. Right. Like I know when I I go to McCarran in Vegas, Quiznos. There's no Quiznos here. So I know that there's a Quiznos there. Mm -hmm. I know that JetBlue has the most amazing Chinese. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I know these different places. Oh, this place has this Mm -hmm. kind of, oh, Oh, if you're over here, there's a Tim Hortons. It's kind of like Dunkin' Donuts, but not really. And, mm-hmm. and so you have all of these things, and I know what country has what. Yeah. And I had built this, and I know on the way back, it takes me about 10 minutes to grab a couple slices of pizza on the way over <laughs> here. And like, I know this, and it was a lifestyle and a mindset that got me yeah. there. And it happened to be pizza and the donuts and this. And like, it happened to be, oh, of course, I want a foot long of whatever the so sandwich. Good. I want a yeah. foot long of. And so that kind of stuff, and it was just a lifestyle mindset. And once I broke out of those habits, I could build new habits. And now I know, hey, this place has a great salad, and this place has excellent um, um, uh, steaks, and this place has, and this, you know, and and I'll know which place has what, who has cauliflower rice, and oh, this has has incredible cauliflower rice, and they put asparagus, which is like. I, I, if I could make a pillow out of asparagus <laughs> and just wake it's up eating my pillow, like so, it's like, wait a second. So I now I know these places. So now the lifestyle and mindset connected me with different foods, and now I'm able to maintain this. And all in all, now having done this for a long time, I I lost like I lost and kept off like 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and had yeah. I tried to lose 50 pounds, I probably would have frustrated and failed. Because, look, why am I not at this mm-hmm. number? Why am I not at this number? And so uh, that's why I say that it's, it's really, really important to to recognize uh, what we control and, and to change perspective and, and not give ourselves the opportunity to fail so much. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, again, gurus, social media, where people are like, look, you can do this. Look, you can do this. That's why I liked um, uh, that one account of the woman in in London or in mm, the UK, yeah. so where she's like, "Hey, this is the picture we post. These, this is this is the ones we didn't post, and or this is this in lighting, or this is me when I exhale and let yeah. my body look what it actually looks like, and I'm not holding my breath and standing at the perfect angle yeah. like this, and then take the picture." <laughs> And then you're like, oh, Instagram versus reality. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like yeah. that's why I like accounts like that yeah, um, because it 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 shows more of of the real uh, of the real. And so in comparing with that, we're like, oh wait, I have to look like this. No, you don't. No. Behave in a certain way. The person who you think looks like that doesn't look like no. that. So just behave in a certain way, and you'll feel healthier. You'll feel stronger. It's going to take you longer than you think. But that only sucks because of your expectation, because you, you have nothing to base it on. Why should I think it take me eight weeks if I've never done this before? Right. Well, because you've been told these are numbers. Lose it in six weeks, lose it in eight weeks, 10 pounds in 10 days. Like you, you, what you have as your gauges are the gimmicks from advertisement. Yeah, when you see on the bottom of the screen. Th- Results not typical. Yeah. But it's like on a white background with white letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, you, you, so they won't mention that to you. So you, but you don't realize that that becomes your reality. Well, if everyone else can lose 10 pounds in 10 days, yeah. And maybe some people can. But 
you're trying to lose those 10 pounds in 10 days. So you're, you're crawling there. And then when you reach that, when you reach that, you were like, oh, mm-hmm. finally. And then I'm just going to, ah, it's going to be great to have a muffin again. Reward That'd be great. Yourself. Reward yeah. yourself with it. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to reward yourself. Mm-hmm. You lost 10 pounds and you're going to reward yourself with 13 pounds. Yeah. And that's just how that works. And it's not because you failed. It's because the marketing has failed us consciously. And so you have to just look and say, okay, let me, let me get lifestyle and behavior. Let me, let me live in such a way that I wouldn't need that product. Mm-hmm. So remember, those products are trying to get you to live in a way that requires those products. Yeah. Right. So let me live. What would this product not want me to do? Number one, be happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Number two, be happy with myself. Yeah. Number three, be happy with myself. And also number four, <laughs> behave in a manner that wouldn't require that product. And so they're trying to, to get you to, uh, to do that. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind and, and, and carry on with your behaviors. And remember, it's all, it's all baby steps. It's always baby steps. Yeah, and that, and that comparison, comparing yourself to other people, is just, it's so poisonous. And it's so, it's, you can just get sucked into it. I know that CVS, Rite Aid, those stores stopped putting Photoshopped women in their advertisements they for the makeup section this is actually this is what you'll look like this is what the makeup looks like on a face that's not photoshopped and and when you meet those people you see like you know now i've been at this for a long time and you Mm -hmm. do see i get to see i get to be in the room sometimes with some of the most beautiful people on earth Mm -hmm. who are like on magazines and covers here dudes and chicks dudes and chicks and there are magazines. And then, Steph, you've been to a few of these. You're in the room with them, and you're like, yeah, yeah, like you're, oh yeah, you're, you're, you're like a pretty person at the mall. Like you're not right. in the cover of every magazine person, but you don't really look that way. And that's, you know, that's what when people see me, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, you look like your picture. I'm like, well, it's a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> and there is zero yeah. anything done to it yeah. right. other than crop to fit the size of whatever the social media thing is. So this is what I look like. Yeah. Um, but it is it is rare, and you do see why people are surprised when mm-hmm. they meet me sometimes. They're like, dude, you, you look like your picture. Like, that sounds crazy. Yeah. But having done this for so many years and meeting people who all I had seen yeah. is their pictures, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, now I get why people right. are surprised I look like my yeah. picture. But I have the advantage of that, whereas most people don't. Most people will not be in the room with the people they mm-hmm. see on the cover of magazines and in movies and that stuff. And they don't realize how much makeup and how much lighting, yeah. how important all that thing is to create this impeccable looking human being uh, when, when you just see them day to day. Uh, um, as a, as attractive and beautiful as they are yeah. individually, mm-hmm. it isn't what you think it is. That's right? why they. Yeah, that's why they make page six when they leave the house without makeup on. Yeah, right. right. And when look they at look, look like no still makeup. more attractive than most of them. <laughs> Absolutely, but, but, Absolutely. But at like the same person, time, like more like a person. Yeah. You know? And so it, it's it's uh it's an interesting thing. And you're right. The comparison. Yeah. The comparison is always going to do. And and I can go on about social media forever. Um, just seeing like what it's done in so many different mm-hmm. ways in a negative way. And there are positives. Uh, you see positive people, even Chris D'Elia, you see the, the comedian Chris D'Elia. He's like, hey, let's spread some positivity. 
we've been doing this since day one on social media. Yeah. Express, insight, positivity, our power of one book is still super popular. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been doing this forever, but you're starting to see other people kind of like, hey, let's put some positivity on social media. And I love that because it did become so negative, if even by accident. Yeah. Like yeah. by comparison and seeing like a whole generation. This is the first time we're seeing a generation of people who grew up during the social media era. Yeah. yeah. So when it first came out, I, I don't know if you probably remember this, Chris, or not, but when it first came out, the big thing was like it was like a it was like a high school reunion, but online. So you were just like, who are you? Conne- <laughs> who's connecting with old flames and who's uh-huh. not and all kinds of people cheating everywhere <laughs> and all that stuff. But but that, that and I'm sure that still goes on. But really, the, the main thing now is that people were able to give a narrative of their life that is inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has like a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone wow. kind of has like their yeah. own reality show. Yeah. Right. And so they're performing. And so you start comparing this and now you start comparing their reality show life with your actual life. And you don't see them there stressing the bills. You don't see them that kind of stuff. You see you see what you think they're doing and you don't realize that it's it's wrong. It's it's the, the it's the what they're letting you see in the story they're telling and you start comparing yourself to that and it's not what you think you're comparing yourself to isn't accurate. And so yeah. uh, I'm happy to see people changing that and I'm glad that we continue and, yeah. and try to scream from the rooftop. It it costs us. It costs us. I know that that in some places we get meaning me really but our whole team uh we get kind of blacklisted because i mock so much so i know like some of the bigger pages and some of like the the bigger gurus who have these tremendous platforms even though they're asked time and time again to like hey share steve stare steve stuff you know or use steve stuff you use his quotes all the time but you don't put his name on it yeah how about you have him on and that kind of stuff and and they'll avoid it because they're afraid that i might they're afraid of what I might say, mm-hmm. which translates to they're afraid I might expose them yeah. for being not that. And that's okay. And and I might. But I wouldn't do it mean. I'm not trying to, hey, expose, you know, tell people the kind of stuff you go through. Don't make it seem yeah. so, you know, I, I won't do it mean. I'll just say mm-hmm. it, it helps them to know that you also struggle. It, it yeah. helps them to know that you have a lot of people helping you mm-hmm. get to this point. It helps them to know that so that when they can't do what you're doing, they don't think, wow, this person is just better than them. No, mm-hmm. no, they're not. They struggle through the same stuff. They go through the same things. And they, they do have a couple of touched up photos. Yeah, They do. Someone did do a little squeeze mm-hmm. on a photo to make you maybe not have had as, as rough a winter yeah. <laughs> as you did. You know, like they, they do that kind of yeah. stuff. But they're scared to death of it because they eat like this. And that's where I think I have the advantage that they're mm-hmm. super afraid of is that I don't eat with this. No. I don't eat with this. So I don't need people to buy books. I don't need them to do any of that. I, I need them to know about themselves and recognize if they find similarities in their journey as, as, as I do in mine that, that we can empower and inspire each other. I don't require them to be uh, stuck on my words because I, I don't know how to do anything else. Um, so the gurus who are really gaining these platforms there's one there's one who 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 became really popular and i have i have the email where you know where they 
emailed me like, oh, I'm such a big fan. You're mm-hmm. doing so great and stuff like that. If I give me any advice and I'm like, yeah, just keep keep going and try and be, you know, mm-hmm. try and be yeah. yourself. You're going to get you're going to get pulled into. They're going to ask you to to kind of sell your soul to get into this guru stuff. And and uh, and they sold their soul and got into the guru stuff. And now the person that was emailing me seems totally different, but they got a huge platform making a lot of money and uh, and uh, and yeah. and trying and doing making a lot of money doing this. Um, and, uh, it, for me, it's making a lot of money lying to people. About well, it's, 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 it's giving, you know, that Kelly brought up hope. It's giving false hope. Um, they, they make you empowered enough. They make you empowered enough to feel like you can use their program, mm-hmm. but keep you disempowered enough for you to need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a thing, and so so for me, it's it's uh, I get it, and I don't I don't think it's out of malice for most of them. I don't I think do. it's out. I know <laughs> you do, but for me, it's I have a different relationship with that kind of you know you you came from a pretty strict theological weird thing, and and so you have you're I'm not angry at it. I know people are just trying to do their thing, and there are some people that once you've made so much money. Like maybe, you know, you have enough, maybe, you know, let people in behind the curtain and let them see how much you struggle and stuff. But they don't because they want to keep that product going. And I understand it. But for some people, listen, Steph, like they they need to eat and they want to grow and they've been comparing on social media too. And maybe they want that car and maybe they want that stuff. And they're yeah. not me. They don't make money doing anything else. There's no one asking them to go into a boardroom and help build a company. No one is. Mm-hmm. They, they are... They are goosebumps and no results, right? So they they are intellectual masturbation. There's mm-hmm. thrills yeah. and chills and it's <laughs> goosebumpy and it's amazing and there's yelling and screaming, but nothing's born of it. Yeah. Right. So that's what they have. So I understand that's that. And so I, I don't really hold it against them or, or judge them in that way. I just I, I think in, in the end it does more damage than good. It and, does. I and I don't think it's out of malice. Mm. I, I I know you disagree, yeah. but I don't think it's out of malice. I just think it's out of, you know, for for me, most people aren't trying to hurt you. That, that you're not even in the equation. They are just right. so into their own shit that that they're just you're not in the equation. So it's not against you as much as it is for them. And um and so I I don't hold it against them. I just think it does more damage than good. It's I think it's you're doing people a much greater service telling them, hey, listen, it's tough, but this is how we do it. No, there is no magic this. Life is magical, mm-hmm. but it's not magic. Yep. Right. So it's magical that you can change behaviors. It is magical that you can change circumstance, but it's not going to come from anything other than what got you there, which is behavior. Behavior got you there. Behavior is going to get you out of there. Mindset got you there. Mindset's going to get you out of there. It's not going to be magic crystals. It's not going to be a sequence of words you say. It's not going to be that. It's going to be what got you there. And if you pay attention to those gurus, that's why I say behavior speaks and behavior is math. Because it's so beautiful to me that someone can only deceive you to the level at which you allow yourself to be deceived. Because the truth is always in front of you. Hey, I really care about you and I'm really, I, I'm really into you. Well, I don't hear from you. Mm-hmm. So no, you don't. If I think you do, I'm allowing myself to be deceived. The truth is in front of me. Yeah. So 
same with these gurus. So when the gurus are like, just have the intention, (laughs) just say these words or just hold this crystal or whatever it is the gimmick is, but then you watch them work really hard. Then why are you on this show and this Mm -hmm. show and this show and this show and this book and this program and this and this collaboration and this? Why are you working so hard and why is your publishing company or media company spending so much money promoting you? Because it's so much harder than just wanting something. And so if you pay attention to that, if you pay attention to that, then then uh, then you have the opportunity to be like, oh, okay, the truth is revealed. Yes, what they're saying is beautiful, eloquent, and that's great. And there is some beautiful, magical things that can happen in this in this world, but it's not magic. They're working really hard, and so should I. And right. so I look at it that way. I know you're super skeptical, right. Steph, but... That I, yeah. I think I just I, I know so many people who are who are this and even though I disagree with what they say and how they do it, I don't think that there's malice there. Some of them are absolute crooks, you know that. Yeah, we, we well did, that's why because we did I so know many shows like we yeah. Some of them are absolute yes. crooks and they know they're crooks yes. and when their microphones are off, they're basically confessing that they're crooks. Yes. But but there are some good ones out there that, yes. that really mean well and they think that this is it, even though they're not doing it. You know, don't forget that they may be product of deception as well. So they think that the reason you're doing this is because of these words and because of these things. Like, and if you say to them, don't you realize how hard you're working also? Like, yeah. Don't you realize that? And maybe they don't. Yeah. So again, I'm not, I'm not quick to throw them under as much as I am to just everyone pay attention. And more importantly, what I was saying with expectation, I don't control any of that. I can control myself. So I can turn down those opportunities to do the same I can tell others like, hey, this is what I think. And if they don't follow it, they don't follow it. That's not mm-hmm. that that's not that's nothing for me to to do. So for me it's to to maintain the integrity of what we have built here. Yeah. And to continue on. I mean, there's we, we reach over fifty million people. Sixty. Sixty million people a month. Wow. Like that's incredible and and growing. Like that's insane. That's like, for me, that's <laughs> amazing that people are they post pictures with my books or mm-hmm. uh, or words or products yeah. and words and there was just another one that in Australia in in Brisbane Australia here's this incredible marketplace which is like a, the equivalent of like a, a outdoor place we'd have in like Brooklyn you know in mm-hmm. the summer think cool. of Brooklyn yeah. in the summer along the water there just yeah. eh, people everywhere That's and awesome. food everywhere and fun and 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 in in there there's a huge um, a huge, uh, like it's it's like boards that were put together in this incredible piece of art uh, with my quote on it, with my quote name right there. That's and, so cool. And so it's just amazing. so cool. And people looking at it like, and that's literally on the other side of the world of where I live. And yeah. so for me, that's always going to be the greatest what <laughs> we're doing. So I appreciate that. And again, life gives you the opportunity to practice what you preach. And I, I'm saying all this because what I focus on is myself my message, my truth, and and it really, really resonates with all those people. It really, really does. It really does. You're just real, and people love that. Can I do a thing? <laughs> I want to do a, a thing. thing? Yeah, do a thing. I, I'll get to more things in a okay, second. Okay, we have a bunch of more feedback, thing. so I want to make sure we get to those. Okay, so. but I want to do, I'm going to take a break for feedback for a second, <laughs> and I want to do one of my things. Okay. Now, I can do a... Usually I do what most people don't know first, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. Yes. 
But today, <laughs> because I'm crazy like that, we brought up social media and I saw something posted at some point in the past, I don't know, in the past several weeks of we did get off the scale yes. on one of the social media platforms. Yes. And I love that. So I want to read Get Off the Scale because, number one, what drives staff crazy is how mm-hmm. often this is robbed. Uh, yeah. How <laughs> often it's stolen and, and pieces are taken. Yeah. But for me, again, I, it doesn't drive me as crazy as it does Stephanie because this isn't how I eat. Um, so for me, the message is more important than the messenger. <laughs> um it's helpful when people know it's from me because then they can go read more stuff from me. Yeah. And and if they like that, then they'll tend to just like the way mm-hmm. that I think and shoot from the hip. Yeah. Um, but I want to read this one because it does. The, the public conversation about health often gets degraded to weight and appearance, mm-hmm. especially in our culture, our red yeah. carpet kind of culture yes. and social media. Um, social media and marketing. Again, Again, marketing companies and most products would go absolutely bankrupt if people just thought they were enough. If if yeah. if they if women thought they were beautiful, if women thought that they can just be healthy, if men and women just thought they were enough, mm-hmm. right? Um, marketing companies and most products would go out of business because yep. they are designed to make you feel better about something but in order to make you feel better first they have to make you feel worse yep right you know they have to if you're selling life vests you have to (laughs) convince people they're drowning and that's what they that's what they do so our celebrity women become the prime targets they get jabbed at for what they appear I, i remember reading something of this 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 celebrity she had a right she had to post something on social media about the fact that people were complaining about what size she was and mm-hmm. like a dress that she was going to wear. Like, here's wow. a successful person like That's having crazy. to explain herself of why she's wearing this dress size. Like, it's to me, That's I, like, wait a second. You, <laughs> you, you grew up in poverty. You followed your dreams. You did all these things. You made it. And you're going to an award show to receive an award for following your dreams, for doing it, for overcoming anything you had to overcome, for for struggling the way we all struggle and getting there and setting a goal, reaching a dream and achieving it and getting an award for it. And they're talking about your dress size? Are you That's kidding terrible. me? So they had to go on and talk about it. So the the the... Collective social behavior always trickles into that like day-to-day lives mm-hmm. and consciousness of so many women, especially teens, and it fuels insecurity, mm-hmm. self-doubt, and and of course a question of worth. So the the cycle of emotional and social bullying can have lasting repercussions. So this was true years ago when I wrote this. Years ago. So I want to say that this is 20 years old? Yes. Okay, so years ago wow. wrote this. Okay. And that was true then. Yeah. Here we are. And this is what, what, what frustrates me. And this is why I say I can point fingers at the marketing culture that has only been strengthened by the social media culture. 20 years ago, this was true. 
And today, this is true. Why are we letting our daughters, why are we letting our wives, our friends, our family, why are we letting people on earth in this year feel this way still? I don't understand. But I wrote this years ago, a young, handsome version of myself (laughs) wrote this, and I'm going to read it. Get off the scale. It's from the book Life, the Truth, and Being Free, our first book. And here it goes. Wait, what's this called? Nope, nobody tell him. Steve Reeves. <laughs> no. <laughs> what's it called? That's just it now. It's Steve Reeves. No. no. Steve Reeves. No. What is it? What is it? Story time with oh, Steve. Yeah. Story oh, time with Steve. and now it's time for story time with Steve. Get off the scale. Get off the scale. You are beautiful. Your beauty, just like your capacity for life, happiness, and success, is immeasurable. Day after day, countless people across the globe get on a scale in search of validation of beauty and social acceptance. Get off the scale. I have yet to see a scale that can tell you how enchanting your eyes are. I have yet to see a scale that can show you how wonderful your hair looks when the sun shines its glorious rays on it. I have yet to see a scale that can thank you for your compassion, sense of humor, and contagious smile. Get off the scale because I have yet to see one that can admire you for your perseverance when challenged in life. It's true. The scale can only give you a numerical reflection of your relationship with gravity. That's it. It cannot measure beauty, talent, purpose, life force, possibility, strength, or love. Don't give the scale more power than it has earned. Take note of the number, then get off the scale and live your life. You are beautiful. Hmm. Thank nice. you. Still relevant nice. today. It's, it's it's sad that it's still sad. relevant yeah. today, but happy to be able to 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 share it uh, still. And thank you all for listening. And now we can go to more feedback. Yeah. Are you all still with me? Are you they all are. sick of me yet? No. So, no. so don't forget to give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening because it helps other people find this show. If you find anything empowering and inspiring, other people will as well. You can give us feedback through stevemariboli.net or any of our social media platforms. Make sure, again, make sure that you are only interacting with the blue verified checkmark pages. There are a lot. I can't tell you how many messages I get of imposters everywhere. There are some that are really sloppy and don't even spell my name right. And there are others that go through meticulous, meticulous uh, uh, actions Mm -hmm. to make it seem like it's me. But what they cannot do is have that blue verified check mark. They also can't talk to you or or any of that. So, um, But if it's blue verified check mark, it is us. And if it is not, it is not. Mm -hmm. We have our hands full with the pages we have. We do not have any other pages. So make sure that the Steve Maraboli page you are interacting with has a blue verified checkmark. On Twitter and Instagram, it's Steve Maraboli. That's one word, Steve Maraboli. And on Facebook, it is author Steve Maraboli. All those pages have the blue verified checkmark. Make sure you're only dealing with them. I will never sell you. I have to say this because this is what they tend to do. I will never sell you tickets or books through a private message. 
We may post like, hey, this one comes from Steve's book. We may post with a link to our website. I will never DM you, direct message you and say, hey, you want to buy a book or you want to buy tickets to my show wherever. I will never do that. I have no reason to do that. We post it on our website. We'll post it on our official page. There's no reason for me to reach out to an individual and say, hey, do you want to buy this book? Not going to do it, so please don't fall for that. And always check for the blue verified check mark. Go ahead, Steph. Okay. Gail on Facebook wants to know why does good attract evil? Gail on Facebook wants to know why good attracts evil? Yes. So, okay, so Gail's good. And she's saying, like, was this, like, based on what? What was the quote? It was a question, hey, we're doing a show today. Do you have any questions for Steve? Oh. And it was. So my guess is that that Gail's probably met some poisonous people. Mm-hmm. And she's good. Mm-hmm. And this is what I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you be you. <laughs> and what hurts is when other people suck. Yeah. Now, we are all old enough. Like, we can all say, ah, the world's amazing and there's so many beautiful souls. <laughs> Some people suck. Yeah. Here's the news. Newsflash. <laughs> like, you can do, like, CNN or Breaking Fox News. news does, like, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> like, just shit flying everywhere and pow, 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 pow. Like, newsflash. Some people suck. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, why does good attract bad? I don't know. It's like saying, why does medicine attract the sick? Like, because that's what gets attracted to that. Yeah. Like that's that's who goes to get medicine. Yeah. Sick people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so so that's that's what that is. So the 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 onus becomes again, Gail, bring it back to yourself. Do not be a victim of anything because I'm telling you, if you have the victim mindset, life and bad people will take advantage of that shit. They will leave you there for dead and move on to the next person. That is it. That is the truth. So take that power back and say, yes, I'm going to be good. Why does it attract bad people? I don't know. Again, why does medicine attract the the sick? It just does. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the parameters or standards of how people interact with me. Yeah. So that's it. that's exactly it. So uh, you could look at it again. Medicine. Why does why does a medicine that's great for uh, X Y Z? Why do they have to keep it behind the counter and you have to show ID? Because some people turn that medicine into something horrible. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like so. It, it's medicine had to set up parameters yeah. <laughs> for how people interact with it because there's going to be some people who abuse it. Yeah. So just right. like that. It's going to be you. If you are super kind, generous, and nice, there are going to be some people who abuse it. That's that. Mm -hmm. So you have to set up parameters, what I call emotional self-defense, and just recognize the flags. Now, you've had, chances are, Gail, if you're writing this, you've had enough experience with this where you can recognize some common behaviors or what we might refer to as flags for abuse of your kindness, of your mm-hmm. good, right? Of what you're calling good. So you have, you have enough experience where you have set up flags or gauges and, and where you recognize patterns of when someone's about to take your nice and take advantage of it and, and be bad. So the challenge becomes the habit again. 
some of us, and I say us, Gail, because I understand what you're saying, because <laughs> this is coming from a lot of heartache and experience. Yeah. Some of us get addicted to being abused in that way. And not in like a, I'm addicted to it because this is amazing way. We can't seem to break out of the cycle of having shitty people take advantage of us. So it does take those things you are very uncomfortable with. Breaking the habit of this cycle. Breaking the habit of this. And recognizing that I have to. This is this is when it happens. This is th th the first time that they, oh, oh, take advantage. Take, 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 take and not give. The first time I recognize that's a flag. I have to stop this now. They seem nice. I want them. I want them to feel a certain way. Man, if I could just tell you how vital it is to let go of that pain of wanting someone to be different than they actually are, wanting them to feel different for you than they actually do, wanting them to, to behave differently towards you than they do. It is arguing with reality. Yeah. It is, it is when they act that way is how they abuse you. And when you tolerate it, it is how you abuse yourself. And it's something we continuously learn, something I continuously learn. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, go, Steve, that's it, say mm -hmm. it. Because they are feeling the same way. So recognize the cycle. You already know the cycle. You know it when you see it. The first time they act a certain way, you're like, oh, there it is. Have the strength, the self-love and the emotional self-defense to break the cycle by breaking the habit of, of, of accepting it. And it doesn't mean doesn't matter if you have to then say, listen, this doesn't work for me and, and hang up and block, delete. You know, I told you how to how to make their phone calls go to your voicemail and how to protect yourself from their phone calls of, of changing their mm -hmm. name and number on, on, on the you don't have to do bad pictures like I do. You could just change their name on your phone to do not answer. Yeah. That is the sane version of yourself yeah. talking to the insane version of yourself who wants to answer the, the, the addicted to abuse version of yourself who wants to answer the sane, loving, emotional self-defense version of yourself sends, sends the other version of yourself a note by changing their name on your phone to do not answer. And so you have to have the courage and self-love enough to trust that version of yourself for new standards and it is not easy in the beginning because it is a habit like anything else like quitting smoking isn't easy quitting drugs isn't easy getting healthier isn't easy healthier food all of that stuff isn't easy because we are we have habitual brains that are built for efficiency so when you break the habit you are breaking the efficiency. You're making your brain work really hard and it doesn't like that. So it spends the day trying to talk you out of it. And so that's why habits are so difficult to break because it is against your brain's design. But it's still worth breaking. Mm -hmm. So yes, you, you say no, you close the door, you hang up, you change the phone number to do not answer. You go cry, go shower, go kickboxing go <laughs> do yeah. whatever you got to do to fight that off for a yeah. little while and then 
in a, in a few weeks, you'll be happy you mm-hmm. did. And that version of you will have built a new habit, new pathways. Yeah. Your brain won't be mad at you anymore because mm-hmm. you made it work hard. And it'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. this is good. You're yeah. right. Glad we got rid yeah. of that poison. And, 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 and then you can carry on and do it with the next one who tries yeah. to do it. It's just that cycle. So that, that's how that happens. And again, why? I don't know. Again, that's just because sick people are attracted to medicine. That's why. It's it's like cheeseburgers are amazing, and you have cheeseburgers every day, and it's so good. But you can't even feel very well. But once once you get off cheeseburgers, you're like, wow, I feel amazing. Yeah, well, I didn't like like I've told you before, uh, Chris. Like I didn't realize how crappy I felt until I felt better. Yeah, and then you're like, wait, Mm -hmm. I feel amazing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of letting go quotes. A lot of letting go. And then it almost makes you not want to go back to the cheeseburgers. Eventually, it does. Like Like, I'm at that point now, where it's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm good, or I just have if I'm craving it that much, I'll. I'll just I'm I'm good without the bun yeah. and like the and I can right. identify what about the cheeseburger makes me feel nasty mm-hmm. and you know like and so I, I but I'm so far along that journey now that it's a little easier to manage because my brain's not mad at me anymore for making it work hard um but most people listening aren't there and they just most people just go for that little while and they hold on and then when they achieve that certain number or they achieve that certain place um, don't forget the way that women think they are arrivers, right? They're always going to a destination. So I got to lose 20 pounds for my wedding. But then you get there and then you gain 40. I got to lose, I got to be bikini body for the summer. They're all arriving somewhere. And that's like a big disconnect between men and women that nobody really talks about, but it's a behavioral thing of why men and women uh, sometimes disagree or why uh, women take different forms at different times is because they're arrivers. So so on top of the brain naturally wanting to stay focused on a bad habit or a good habit, whatever the habit is, usually bad, women have to adjust their thinking so they're not just arrivers. I want to lose 10 pounds. No, live in a healthier way and you'll lose more than those 10 pounds and you'll you'll remain consistent because the worst thing that can happen to us is that we arrive where we where we right. set off to arrive and then the journey ends I, I arrived i'm there it's over i have no other dopamine kick i arrived i got there people said you look great i wanted to lose 10 lost mm-hmm. 10 everyone said you look great boom slowly mm-hmm. i'm going to gain it all back and then some uh, and then i'll have to set up another arrival you know as opposed to just changing your behavioral patterns and making that uh where you're going not that you're arriving anywhere but that's where you're mm-hmm. going the new lifestyle so that that becomes again behavioral uh, changes that that are really really challenging i want to just give pat a shout out because you actually answered pat's question they asked how to break how to break the cycle um oh, i'm sorry let me just give some context because we posted a quote even though she would dream of love respect and unfettered romance it was a cyclical dilemma in her life that she seemed to be most attracted to poisonous men. I remember writing that for, it was History Channel, was doing a Mm -hmm. documentary on a famous superstar. Yes. And going through it, the the Mm -hmm. relationship woes, and that was my my observation for that. So you you answered that question. I just want to give a shout out. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking the question, and you went through. Oh, I did? Yeah, okay, you cool. Did. You went and through thank the... you for asking the question yeah. again, and if you don't feel like I went through it enough, send another message, yeah. <laughs> and I'll hit it home next yeah. week. 
or next show. And I love that you talk about, and you're letting go of quotes because I've seen so many, that you say there's no shortcut to it and it's going to hurt. No, and, it's going to suck so because some people are like, I just decided not to and it's gone. No, but no it's so not. Sorry. It's never gone. And, and unless most of these quotes and, 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 and advice and just let it go and like, it, that's not, unless you're a sociopath, that is not how it's yes. going to work. You're going to feel that. You are going to miss things. And mm-hmm. it's not about let go and just know that it was best for you. No, y- you have to change. You have to build a different muscle than that. Not, you're not going to erase your memory. You don't need to turn into a sociopath. You have to turn into a stronger, emotionally, a more emotionally fit person. We know that for a marathon, you have to be physically fit, right? You have to go and you'll train and you'll build those muscles and you'll diet, your exercise, get ready. But we never talk about emotional fitness. We tell people, don't worry, don't cry, don't, no, worry and cry. Yeah. But learn how to deal with that. That builds your fitness, but your emotional fitness. So yes, go through that and recognize you will never not miss them. Because they are a chemical that you were addicted to. You mm-hmm. think they were a person you were addicted to. They were a chemical you were addicted to. Yeah. And you will never not miss them. But what you have to work on is not not missing them. You have to work on when you miss them, recognize that it's, it's okay to miss something and not want it back. Mm-hmm. Emotional fitness matters. You will not turn into a sociopath. You need to learn to deal with that when it happens, when those moments hit, when you're half asleep and suddenly your rational brain isn't on guard anymore and your original brain, mm-hmm. right? Right. Your, your, your um, uh, paleo mammalian brain, right? Mm-hmm. Your limbic system kicks in and your, your rational brain's kind of falling asleep and your limbic system's like, hey, you know what was super fun? the the highs and lows of dealing with this person yeah <laughs> and then your brain to trick you into that highs and lows again mm-hmm. your brain's like oh I'm, I'm missing that hit of that craziness uh and so what your brain does is well they had some good things to them you start thinking of them and the when you're thinking of them they're in like the perfect sunlight and beautiful <laughs> and like you know we have to recognize that we have to recognize that um some of the most beautiful some of the most enticing some of the most exciting things that make us feel great are poison for us Mm -hmm. yeah so you don't have to become this sociopath that oh you're poison nope no feelings for you that's not real and anyone who tells you that's real they have more problems than you yeah learn to yeah i want that yes i want that pizza yes i Mm -hmm. want that hot dog yes i want that burger yes Mm -hmm. i want that person yes i want that but i'm not going to because it's not good for me that takes emotional fitness and that's where that's where success comes the other stuff is all again they know you're going to feel great yes i'm Mm -hmm. just going to forget this person and that's great but they know that you're going to buy their next book too because you can't unless you turn into a sociopath which you won't and ladies, I really, really hope you're paying attention to this because it's Whoa. so 
Aggressive. Oh <laughs> well, because I'm I'm a lady, so I'm addressing the other ladies <laughs> because I can understand somewhat about how our brain works. Yeah, of course. And coming from me might sound a little bit better, but I know how easy it is to be bitter about something. Don't make this. Don't don't become bitter because of this. Make it make it make <laughs> remix. Make it better. Make yourself better because of this. Don't make it. Don't make yourself bitter. Right. Better not bitter. And, better not and bitter. And it's about having a different relationship to it. And yeah. not saying, oh, it didn't happen. I'm just going to forget it happened. You no, can't. you're not. You're not. You're going to you're gonna make everyone pay. Right. For something you can't Absolutely. have a different relationship right. with. So I think that that is, that is really important. So it thanks, is. Steph, for, mm-hmm. for that. Can I do a what most people don't know? I know yeah. the name of this. <laughs> yes, you got please. that one. I know the name of this. So- what most people don't know. Um, I like, do you, do you know how to say that? Uh, H-E-L-A. It's just H-E-L-A cells? I have no, I have no I'm idea. I'm going to say H-E-L-A cells because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, to hack that. So this is, I'm going to do two today. Ooh. Can I do two Special today? treat. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do two today because I want to do one that is, um, well, actually, they're they're both gonna ha- be like an empowered woman. You said it's 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 Women's uh, mm-hmm. Month, and I and I, I love that. And so, what most people don't know, <laughs> most people know Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States of America from 1913 to 1921. But what most people don't know is that Edith Wilson, the First Lady of the United States, was in some shape or form. Uh, she, she, in some shape or form, she became the first female president. Mm-hmm. After Wilson suffered a stroke in October of 1919, Edith Wilson technically served as acting president during her husband's recovery. The first lady would screen all matters of state and would decide which matters deserved her bedridden husband's attention during his second term in office. A Republican senator even called her the presidentress who had fulfilled the dream of suffragettes by changing her title from first lady to acting first man. Now, we wouldn't love that title today. No, but... But the, the point of what cool. that meant in yeah. 1919 Amazing. that a yeah, congressman, a, a senator would say, you're not the first lady, you're acting first man. Like, yeah. you are our president. Uh, so like something like that is is tremendous. So I I I didn't know this one. Oh wow! Now you know. No, I I, <laughs> I knew Roosevelt. I knew Roosevelt that um, Eleanor that Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of discussion on on how for a while she was our president. Y- yeah, absolutely. And so mm-hmm. I I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a badass Eleanor Roosevelt. Yep. Did not know about Edith Wilson. So that, that is either. a cool one. Now you and guys know. That's actually no. the same year that the 19th Amendment was ratified, too. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do one more? Yeah. <laughs> what most people don't know. <laughs> uh, most people know that Jonas Salk created the polio vaccine. But what most people don't know is the story behind the research. Henrietta Lacks was a poor tobacco farmer who hailed from Southern Virginia, but moved to Maryland to start a new life with her husband. In January 1951, 
Henrietta was admitted to Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins <laughs> Hospital, which was only a hospital that would treat black patients during the 1950s. She tragically died nine months after her cervical cancer diagnosis. Sadly, Henrietta never knew the important role her cells would play in medicine. Dr. Gray Otto was provided with a section of her, of her tumor for study and found an unusual quality in her cells. While most cells would normally perish in a matter of days, Henrietta's did not. Her cell line later became known as H-E-L-A cells and provide invaluable and, pro and proved invaluable due to their immortal qualities. Jonas Salk later used the cells for his polio vaccine research. H-E-L-A cells have also been used as the basis for tens of thousands of medical patients. Patents. Patents. All right, so <laughs> not killing the reading today. <laughs> not killing the reading today. Her cells changed science forever and helped save millions of lives across the world. So how cool is that? Now, that's like where that's you don't... Awesome. You don't realize, uh, like, this is like the opposite. I was having this discussion, like, these philosophical discussions, and I think it was, like, about, like, karma, the idea mm -hmm. of karma and that kind of stuff, you know, which always, to me, doesn't, it makes sense, like, in the simple, but if you just scratch at the surface a little bit, you you realize that you, you'll go cross-eyed thinking about it. But I was talking about, like, how the person who invented plastic and common use of plastic was probably a hero. Yeah, absolutely. During their lifetime, mm -hmm. because right. it's like, dude, what? Yeah. Plastic changed everything. Yeah, Think everything. of everything in your life that's plastic, how it facilitated, how many mm -hmm. people it's given water to, the ability mm -hmm. to move water, to move food, to cars, yeah. making cars lighter, making less expensive, making it more yeah. affordable. People eat better. Everything in the freaking hospital is plastic. Mm -hmm. So it helps you this. Parts of the pieces they're putting in your body to give you longer life, plastic. Things that did it, plastic. I mean... You, you realize how much plastic absolutely changed the lives of billions of people, not millions, billions of people. The person who did that incredible hero, right? Yep. Also, however, <laughs> responsible for more death than anything on earth. The creation, <laughs> the, the making of it, the, the disposal of it, killing animals, the, the, how they burn it, how they build it cancer everywhere yeah. <laughs> like That's has so also crazy. killed it's crazy so many people destroyed entire environments changed the ecosystem like so the same thing like that person died like hero and we didn't know all these years later thank you also because it's still saving lives it's still feeding people it's still making vehicles lighter it's still doing great things but at the same time we now also know Wow, it's done a lot of damage, right? So very wow, interesting. Yeah. Where Henrietta here, Henrietta, Henrietta Lacks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so her first two initials are H-E and her, her last are L-A. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why they call it the H-E-L-A cells. But the Henrietta Lacks, poor tobacco farmer who goes to Johns Hopkins because they're the only ones who will treat black people. Yeah. She gets diagnosed with cervical cancer dies nine months later and here she just died cancer so i'm sure maybe you know surrounded by people she loves hopefully mm -hmm. but she was just this you know 
black lady who was being treated at a hospital that treats black people like mm-hmm. didn't, well, it wasn't anything significant yeah, crazy. as far as she was concerned when she died. Um, and little did she know that these cells, that then studying her cells, uh, that they would, that she would change the world. That's amazing. And here's this Dr. Gray Otto mm-hmm. who who identifies them, who mm-hmm. takes the time to identify them and recognize that these cells are living. Most cells are dying, but this lady's cells are living. Let's 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 use these. And there's Jonah Salk, like, oh wow, let's take let's use these cells to create this thing that's killing the world right now. Yeah. Let's create this. And, um, you know, the polio vaccine. Are you kidding? Same. And, and, and again, another great guy, Jonas Salk, mm-hmm. who, who didn't patent it so that it was right. affordable, mm-hmm. so that Maybe. everyone can use it. His, yeah. his, his great line was when they asked him, why won't you patent this? And he said, would you patent the sun? Yeah. Love awesome. that. I tried to. Just That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> and so um, this woman who died just some... To poor tobacco farmer, black poor tobacco farmer in the South in the fifties, mm-hmm. she just That's died awesome. of cervical cancer, and you just in her life it's tragic. But meanwhile, that death actually literally gave life to millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. It's just incredible to me. It's, you, it's it's absolutely incredible to me. So there was what most people don't know. And do we have more? Are you guys done with me? Now you know. Are we doing good? Are you two doing okay? Everything's going well? Everything's going killing great. Killing the game. Yeah. Going great. Love it. And um, and we'll can keep continue going. Folks, please let everyone know about this show. Let people uh, you know share it on social media. We'll share And thank you for sharing my words, my quotes. Anything you want to share, I appreciate uh, if you want to give us a five star rating, that's tremendous. Thank you so much. I don't think you even have to write anything. If you no, have you to worry just, about yeah. what, uh, oh, I don't know what to say, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Just click five stars because it helps us and helps other people uh, find the show. And and I'm sure that they will enjoy the show. Uh, if not, they'll know somebody who enjoys the show. I believe that power of one. I believe that one one person, like I just said with Henrietta, changes everything. You you never know that someone's cancer could have literally given life to to millions and millions of people. And so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for everything. I'm sending you lots of love and big hugs from New York. See you next time. Peace.